This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Salam, welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I am your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed Saturday wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's Pulse95, 95radio.com, or even our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. Hope you're having a blessed day. And I got I to gotta give a special shout out to my youngest listeners, Raina, who just who's turning two this month, and Isla, who's turned four in February, listening on the halftime show. And obviously, Mama and Baba, Sally and Eamon, who are tuned in today. And I got a great show in store for you today. Now, coming up on today's show, how can we relate an onion as we tackle development, training, nutrition and performance to a human? So if you haven't heard the metaphor, what does an onion have to do with us humans? I'll be revealing that on the show. And not only will I be re- revealing that on the show, I'll also be talking to you about emotional fitness and how we can tie the two. Now, a lot has been spoken about this week regarding the issues we are facing in society. But which icon was ahead of his time and stood for more than just boxing? Now, as soon as I said boxing, must have given it away. Muhammad Ali faced a lot of what we've been speaking about this week. But why does his legacy continue to grow this despite the time. Now, what makes him a true icon? I'm going to be zoning in on that. And that's definitely something a lot of us can relate to. And especially in today's world, when it comes down to coaching, do we need to look a certain way to be recognized or even acknowledged? Chris Wilder is a coach I'm looking into today and what he has done with a remarkable season with Sheffield United. And last but not least, we answer your questions, give you some shout outs and talk about what's coming up on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! that time it's the halftime show with Omar Dury. I am your host covering everything sport international local hope you're having a blessed Saturday wherever you're tuned in around the world 95fm pulse95radio.com or even our app Sharjah Broadcasting Authority I got a lot of special shout outs to give out here man you guys are you guys are incredible on the Instagram live I have to say um, I'm very very grateful you're joining me today not just the youngest listeners which is Raina and, and, and Isla who are two and four um, but everyone else including Nitesh Murad Atif Pearl uh, Dino Ranima from the UAE national team we love her uh, Hala Spicy and M Zayed thank you very much for tuning in guys I really appreciate it and what a good topic I have for you today a lot of the times we talk about physical fitness and we talk about mental fitness but today I'm going to throw a little curveball at you what about emotional fitness now how can we relate that to an onion does that make you think about stuff <laughs> I'll tell you how because 
There's a metaphor that I'm sure some of you might have heard out there, and that is um, how a layer, uh, how onions has layers. And as humans, we have layers. And sometimes we're protective over our layers of who we let in, which is very, very interesting. Now, when it comes down to emotional layers, when you first meet someone, have you ever heard the expression, hold your guard up? Right. So then you normally hold your guard up. Now, when it turns into getting to know the person or even trusting someone, the emotional layers play a big role. And that's something that I'm, I'm kind of diving into today. As a human, as I said, you know, we do carry a lot of layers and sometimes we shy away from exploring that with people. The metaphor reflects on how many layers we have inside us. Most who use this metaphor suggest that peeling away the layers of the onion is the complete story. The assumption seems to be the awareness that happens as the layers of the onion are peeled away it changes people. Identities can be discovered layer by layer, either through self-reflection or interpersonal interaction. And that now starts to make more sense because in the beginning of the show, when I said, how does an onion relate to us? Some of you must have thought, this guy <laughs> is going nuts. <laughs> I'm not going nuts, I promise, well, I already was. But this is something that, you know, you can see uh, the resemblance. Now, some identities are easily noticeable, but it usually takes interaction to bring out or penetrate deeper layers of identities am i getting too deep for you because if i am i will break it down for you don't worry um it's it's all regarding the way we carry ourselves now for a long time we have been indoors now and we've been facing you know home quarantine and we still are respecting social distancing which is key when it comes down to you know getting the numbers back down and kind of getting through this pandemic we've been getting through but not many people discuss emotional fitness and especially not men and we've spoken about mental health and mindset when it comes down to it but now that we are allowed back out again albeit at social distancing and in minimum numbers when it comes down to work having to work this week for example it was very very strange to start to see people again and and from a distance of course even at the studio Ray, RR, Omnia, you know, Vikas, the list goes on. When I saw those people, I was just happy to see people. But this is also something that in ourselves we have to slowly adapt to. And that changes also our response. Not being able to shake people's hands anymore because we, we can't at the moment. You know, we have to be very respectful. But then also we have these layers, these protective layers to get back into a sort of a routine. And I discussed this on my show earlier this week and I'm continuing to talk about it now. And the onion really to us as humans because emotional fitness is so key in being able to conduct ourselves and also to be able to respect the new laws that we have at least be it temporary but we have to respect those to kind of get back into a routine and it makes such a big difference and i and i say this wholeheartedly because we all have these layers and uh, i bet you when i started this show you were thinking this boy's gone nuts <laughs> he's going crazy and he's probably hungry um some of it's true but the rest of it is really kind of just creating that mindfulness that we are um you know we are a part of and we and it's something that's so so key uh, shout out to official golden touch shout out to debo as well and muhammad and mahmoud uh, who's who's tuned in at, at the moment now as well now with you guys do you find it that now that you have been allowed to go back to work and maybe some sort of routine are you finding that your guard is up and there's less layers that you are showing and revealing to people. And that's my topic of the day. It's very, very interesting because, you know, Atman and Taylor proposed social penetration theory to account for how we first form impressions of people at a public level. We're now, guys, we're now being exposed to people again, which again is, 
it's, it's very strange when you haven't seen anyone for a long time. So that's something I, I, I definitely highlight. And I want to find out how has it been for you this week going back to some sort of routine, whether it's um, at work or even at the gym or places where you're allowed to be at social distance. So text us on 4215, it's a lot or do, or slide into the DMs at Omar Duri um, on Instagram. And let me know. I want to hear from you. And coming up next... One of the biggest icons in the world is being highlighted again because his legacy and what he stood for is very relevant in current times, especially with the George Floyd situation. Find out next on The Only Place to Be at 3, The Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Adouri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international, local. What a day and what a show I have in store for you today. We will start off the show talking about emotional fitness and how we relate that to an onion. The layers that we mentioned in the first show, you need to tune in. If you've missed the show and it's just tuned in on the Instagram Live or 95 uh, Radio doc, sorry, Pulse95Radio.com or 95FM, make sure you check out the podcast on Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud. We've got some very, very good content. And speaking of good content, now right now, why is Muhammad Ali's legacy even more relevant in current times? As you know, what's happened this week with the uh, with the tragic news, obviously, of George Floyd and the incidents that occurred with it, it caused a lot of uncertainty and a lot of how is this even happening in in society? You know that kind of vibe. And one of the people that started this and addressed this a long, long time ago was Muhammad Ali, the boxer, uh, the heavyweight champ, the icon. Uh, why? Because no athlete has been more written about or talked about, rhapsodized or eulogized and defined and redefined than Muhammad Ali. And that, that, that now is more relevant than ever. Now, in other words, none of them, none of the words we put on this, on this show or, or, or on the screen or on, on your sounds will do this guy justice. Ali stood for more than, than himself in a business that almost demanded hyper-narcissism. He didn't just leave money on the table with his beliefs. He left time at the height of his career on the table as well. Now, others might well um, think that, you know, there were a lot of controversial moments in his career, but he spoke loudest in an era in which the idea of athletes speaking out was at its indolescence. Now, I, I, for me personally, think that with everything that's happened now, it's even more relevant because... We are still facing the same issues in society as we did before. And right now, when we look at Muhammad Ali, he was facing that years ago. May his soul rest in peace. It's something that we always talk about. And he was almost indisputably the greatest boxer of all time. And that is saying a lot, especially with some of the incredible athletes we have on show nowadays. In the last 10 years, you had your Tysons, your Floyd Mayweather, your Tyson Furies. We had all these people, but still, for more than just what he represented in the sport, Muhammad Ali's time should be celebrated, appreciated, and valued for what he stood for. Now, we don't really have icons like that nowadays. 
we have people that stand up and speak up like Lewis Hamilton. We mentioned that on the show on Wednesday for delivering a message which is key not just for race but for humanity. With all these things, when we do consider what's going on, Muhammad Ali stood for race, society, religion, humanity, his beliefs. And he wasn't worried about what people said. And nowadays, sometimes you feel like some of the athletes put on breaks because they're not able to speak about things in case they may be perceived a certain way. Social media and technology play such an important role. So there's a lot of trolls out there who might comment something even as supportive as supporting, you know, Blackout Tuesdays or Black Lives Matter could get a backlash on people. So sometimes people will not speak up. Ironic because those that maybe might have been questioned in the past such as sporting figures like John Terry and Luis Suarez who may have been perceived as throwing out a racial comment here or there have supported the cause and I rather than looking at them as hypocrites not just because I had John Terry on the show I like to give people the benefit of the doubt if they have changed their ways or the way that they conduct that manner I like to give them the benefit of that and give them credit for it. So hats off to you guys for supporting, you know, what's been happening recently and also, you know, the George Floyd situation and those people that are going to be punished and rightfully so. So in the first part of the show, we spoke about emotional fitness and the layers that we have as humans, you know, compared to the onion, which is a metaphor we often use. In the second one, we're talking about race and we're talking about why a real icon like Muhammad Ali faced this many years ago. And unfortunately, we are facing it now. The difference is social media and technology has put it on a different platform where the message has transmitted within seconds. So there's no way to hide from it. And that's probably why rather than going through trials and going through proof and taking time and money, those people are being punished as we speak now. So that's amazing. After retiring from the ring, Ali made speeches emphasizing spirituality, peace and tolerance and undertook, you know, missions to Africa and Iraq to, you know, put his word out there and support the cause. Now, even as he lost mobility and speech, he traveled often from his home in Springs, Michigan to product and also show his support for his beliefs. That is what a true leader does. And even especially considering he couldn't really speak, he couldn't really move, his presence was enough. For those that don't know, um, you know, Muhammad Ali was someone who stood for more than just boxing. And we appreciate him here at the Halftime Show, having movies about him, having documentaries about him. That wasn't enough. So from the Halftime Show, Omar Dury, Pulse 95 Radio, Muhammad Ali, we salute you for the legacy you uphold. May your soul rest in peace. And shout out to everyone listening on the Pulse95Radio.com. Have an incredible, um, incredible break, guys. But don't go anywhere because we'll be back soon. And we're going to be talking about does a coach have to look a certain way to be respected in today's world? Stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show. With Omar Paduri on Paul 1995. Oh, he loves the fire and what's a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice!
It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com or our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. And if you do miss the show for any reason, where the hell you been? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Check it out on the podcast on Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud. We are available available there. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar Dury and you can get some great topics covering mental health, gut health and anything in between. i got to give a special shout out to Gemma, who's throwing in her comments as well um, on the show's uh, daily topics today. And we spoke about how emotional fitness and the layers of an onion relates to us as human beings, which was very, very good on segment one. In segment two, we spoke about Muhammad Ali and his legacy even more relevant nowadays because of what's happening with George Floyd and because this has been ignored for so many years. Gemma did say it's a disgrace. We're still talking about black rights and, and, and one 100% right. I love that. I'm going to throw in that um, topic at the end of the show as well, just to elaborate. But I want to dive into something now, and I need your help on this. I already had some comments on the Instagram live at Omar Alduri, and I want to see what your thoughts are. When it comes to a coach, does the coach have to look a certain way for you to buy into his or her philosophy? Very, very interesting topic, because sometimes there's this stereotype that a coach has to look a certain way. Um, Maria said something very interesting. Shout out to uh, Miss Alduri saying, um, you know, nowadays people are, are, are more concerned about how people look. Now, rookies only look for a coach that looks a certain way. Very, very strong comments, but also very relevant. Murad, shout out to Murad as well, said, um, first impression is last impression. No one would give him the benefit or her the benefit of the doubt if it doesn't hit on the right foot. Uh, Mariam has also jumped in on the Instagram live and sending her regards to the halftime show. Uh, Mariam, what do you think of, um, does a coach have to look a certain way in order for you to buy into his or her philosophy? Um, there's so many factors to this, it's unreal. And especially with the pressures of uh, self-validation when it comes down to social media. And if you're not in the game of social media, it's almost like there's a bit of credit taken away, uh, which is something I, I personally have been a product of haven't always looked the part still don't always look the part and may not look the part in the future but 18 years of experience might not be relevant if it's not on social media so to all the coaches out there what is it that you have done to maintain and retain your clients in order to be on top of your game is it the way you look is it the way you perform is it the way you instruct um you know it, it's is is visual that important if someone has studied for years i know a coach shout out to matt cole one of the best in the game who actually designed the um the, the sports championships for crossfitters in the uae but isn't necessarily big on social media however i don't know if there's too many people out there who have his knowledge so does that mean, does that take the credit off him? Or are we looking at, you know, the new generation and saying, well, you know what, this is what we're looking for. This is what we need. It's very, very interesting, you know, and I'll give you an example of a coach. I'm going to say a coach now for any football fan out there. And his name is Chris Wilder. And most of you will be like, nah. <laughs> and the reason why you're thinking that is because he's not the image with all due respect to him that we probably would seen in uh, a James Bond movie and that's the best way of putting it however he is very very talented he's old school a bit like me old school and um, 
and very, very successful in getting his team, who are called Sheffield United in the Premier League, to a very, very high level. They're currently joint sixth in the Premier League without any star players and performing incredible. And there's a big chance they might finish in the Champions League uh, places in the Premier League. So that tells you something. The name, if I said, does anyone know Jose Mourinho? Straight away, people are like, of course we know him. He's European, um, he, he's trendy. Pep Guardiola, he's European, he's trendy. I say Chris Wilder, he looks like a PE teacher. You know, so people were like, what, what, who's that? You know, and now I bet you some of you are Googling Chris Wilder <laughs> just to see what he looks like. But this is my point. Does a coach have to look a certain way for you to buy into his philosophy? I said, I mentioned Matt Cole earlier, one of the best in the business. He probably is not even listening to the show right now. But the reason why I mentioned him is because he's not in it for the fame. He's not in it to be noticed, you know. Um, and, and that's something I, I respect because he's there for the product. He's there for the love of the game. Uh, Marium says, as an image consultant, you need to be relevant. And what's that? Sorry, let me get that closer. You need to be relevant and you're up to date, I believe she meant. Fitness coach, yes, if I want a six-pack abs, then I want my trainer to have it. But substance and style are, are two different things. Yes, Marium, I, I agree entirely. And that's my point, guys. This is a huge question and a, probably a pro an issue that we face nowadays. Someone who might have studied for a year, looks fantastic, got the six-pack, she or he, and that is your that's the face of your trainer. And some people might not have that but have over two decades of experience and yet we're not going to those people. So why aren't we going to those people? Is it a problem in society or is it something that we necessarily, you know, just gravitate to because of social media and because of what's being exposed out there? Very, very interesting topic. I want to hear from you. Text us on 4215, hit the salat or do or slide into the DMs live on Instagram at Omar Alduri or Pulse95 Radio and let me know what defines a good coach to you. Coming up next, we answer all your questions, some very, very good points after the Adan. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, wow, what a show we've had in store. Some incredible comments on the Instagram live happening as we speak on the break. Hope you're having a blessed Saturday wherever you're tuned in. Uh, shout out to, to everyone who's really got involved in this one. This is uh, from the top. We had... Uh, we had emotional fitness and how we broke down uh, the layers of an onion compared to a human being. That was that was really, really good. We had Muhammad Ali and his legacy grows as, um, you know, the George Floyd situation obviously, you know, happened uh, very, very recently. And we had, does a coach have to look a certain way to be able to, uh, you know, convince you about his philosophy? So the first one was the emotional fitness one. Murad sent in a question saying, how does one measure or quantify emotional fitness very very good question Murad and what I will say about that is when you tend to uh, express yourself a certain way where there's nothing left 
to express and you've put yourself out there. And that also comes down to self, self-love and self-worth before you actually expose that to the world. You kind of have to be comfortable in your own skin. So once you're comfortable in your own skin about speaking about topics and, and, and personal things, then that's kind of the first step. And I think that is something that we a lot of us you know struggle with including myself so i'm not gonna even say oh yeah i'm super comfortable with everything i can say anything anytime so i'll say that's the first part with emotional fitness exactly the way the onion is there's, there's several layers to that and and that's something that we you know as human beings as athletes as coaches as people experience so i don't think there's one way to measure it or quantify it but i i, I do believe that it starts with you being comfortable in your own skin. Once you've got that going, then you're able to kind of, you know, get through the rest of the thing by by projecting whatever you need to project to help someone else. And that's also a sense of empathy, a sense of being mindful, and a sense of just gratitude at the end of the day. Because I've relied on people to, you know, to help me in, in my darkest moments. And that should be the case because then you're able to help others and you can't really help others until you help yourself. So there's so many factors in, in emotional fitness, which is which is key. Shout out to Big Hass, who's tuned in on the Instagram live as well. Big Hass, you would have loved this show today. I'll tell you that now. Uh, the other thing was we had some comments coming in and Marium from the UK said, 80% of uh, communication is non-verbal, so 20% these days, we must have our own style. I agree with you 200%, Marium. I think that the moment we start to look right and left on what's happening and the competition, if you want to call it that, then you kind of you kind of sway off your lane and you're not able to kind of provide the qualities you have. You know, I, I heard this, I can't remember if it was Gary Vee or someone said, you've got to be the best version of yourself before you start looking at anyone else. And when you do that, then you're able to give everything you have. And that's kind of, it goes hand in hand with what we spoke about today. Um, Murad said, how many coaches know how to communicate to their clients and what's imp- about what's important to focus on? Super, super comment there as well. That's another thing. A lot of the times, if your trainer or your coach cannot relate to what you're going through, it's very hard for you to believe what they've done. Now, obviously, if they've studied it, it's one thing, but there is that thing about schooling versus education. We've spoken about that on the halftime show in the past, with schooling being something that the government controls to be able to teach you what the government wants you to know. Education c- comes through a lot of you know, failure and a lot of learning, which you kind of learn through mistakes. And that's when that, that factor comes in. So when you do fail and when you do learn certain things from that situation, you're then able to relate to people. And that's how you address situations. And that's how you're able to give so much more. And as a coach in sports, that's something that, you know, it's another argument I think gives me, it inspires me to talk about this maybe this week, which is, does a great player have to be, does a great coach have to be a great player? Because we've seen some of the best, fantastic players or athletes around the world who haven't been able to coach. And yet again, we're still looking at it and thinking, you know, if the only if the player has experienced competition at the highest level, is he able to educate? But Jose Mourinho was a translator, for example. You know, that tells you something. Uh, there's a lot of people that, like Diego Maradona, who is arguably the greatest you know, footballer to ever play the game. Wasn't necessarily a great coach. So it's very, very interesting topics today. Um, I've loved your comments, guys. You know, um, there's so many factors to this and so many arguments that we could set up a panel <laughs> and debate what's going on on the um, on the halftime show. So I appreciate your time. I can't believe it, but it is... Another one. It is another one. And it also is... 
full time on the halftime show. I've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been incredible today. I, the, the show today flew by, and I have to say, I was sitting in the kitchen today uh, before I came out here with my wife. I'm like, you know what? I don't know about this show today. I hope people can bite onto it because there's some wicked topics I know I would be listening to if I was uh, if I was tuned in on the halftime show on Pulse 95. We are back every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, three to four. And check out the podcast as well on Apple, Spotify, and uh, SoundCloud because there's some really, really good guests on there covering some important topics such as mental health, gut health, and how the brain affects everything we do in life. Guys, that's me. I'm out. Halftime show, Pulse 95. Have an incredible Saturday. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.